This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? Thanks for tuning in. It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with Polly Cupcakes. What's up, Caps fans? <laughs> so, um, this is, full disclosure, a... Uh, a backup episode, if you will. So, you know, in the in the case that we have an emergency or whatever um, holiday, uh, we're giving this to you. So, a little bit of kind of open uh, open source here. Not really a uh, any any sort of format going to go. We'll pop some tabs here in a minute and just start talking. Our topic today is going to be concussions in the NHL. Now, this is something that we've talked about a lot on this podcast, but. We'll go into it maybe a little bit from a fan and uh, player standpoint. So, um, you know, Polly, with that, you ready to uh, pop some tabs? Let's get it. One, two, three. All right. So, so obviously, I'm, unless you've been living under a rock. Concussions have been at the forefront of every major uh, contact sport there is, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, especially football and hockey. Right. Because, uh, you know, that's two collision sports. Those are those guys are being hit and giving the hit the hardest in all of major sports. Now, you know, I guess other extenuating circumstances that have yet to be completely proven due to lack of research... Uh, as to why, what what's the long term effect of concussions? I mean, I think you can you guys can read up on that, and we've covered that um, as well. So we're kind of going to look at it from the sense of like, how would the league eliminate concussions or reduce them effectively? You know, it's a big what if scenario, and you know, from a from a player and 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 fan standpoint, how's that going to affect the game? And how it's going to how is it going to affect the viewership? Um, I mean, Polly, you and I, we've played some puck together, and, and we definitely were not skilled enough to be <laughs> making it anywhere without playing a physical game, right? Um, what's your take on, on this whole, uh, like, as a player, I guess, how do you feel about these concussions? Well, <clears throat> it's definitely more fun when you can hit. Um, and... Oh. I definitely feel for the guys that are going through the concussions. Right. But um, I, I'd, I'd hate to see hitting go away. Right. Because it just it turns it into soccer. Exactly. And it can survive that way. But, um, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with the league changing rules to protect people. Right. But uh, it's just such an important part of the sport that I don't want to see go away. Yeah, and um, you know, actually, I was talking to to a friend of mine who's been doing some refing, and he's saying that at this point in the youth le- levels, that they're starting to um, do small focus groups where you're not allowed to make that open ice check. You're only allowed to rub guys, make contact off of if the if the player has possession in a play for the puck. So any contact would have to be for the a play for the puck directly. So that means no open ice checks. You know, you can't just level a guy, even if he has the puck. Mm-hmm. And you can't um, clean a guy out on, like, a loose puck scrum in the corner. What What do you think of that, man? I think that's 
fucking terrible. <laughs> well, it sucks because it's going to take away our highlight reels. Right. Um, I mean, <laughs> some of my favorite hits in my career were catching a guy at the blue line. Um, oh, yeah. Or some guy who's dancing through everybody <clears throat> and thinks he's going to beat me and he doesn't. Right. But in terms of gameplay, I can see where that they can make those rule changes and it doesn't hurt the integrity of the game. Sure. Because like, you, you, know, you can justify hitting people on the boards because you're fighting for position. But in open ice, you can poke check. Now, right. my big issue with that is as guys get better at dangling... Right. Get caught lunging. Yeah, guys like us, you know, we, <laughs> we suck. We're slow. Right. So we, we get beat. Sure. I mean, when we've played roller hockey together, you and I have seen us get beat because you can't hit. Right. So eliminating that open ice check definitely takes a lot away from the defense. Sure, and being able to actually just play the body alone. So, you know, I mean, this has been ingrained in me from probably since I was like 11, oh, 12, you know, when I first started playing contact hockey, is that you don't play the puck. You play the body. Always, always play the body. Always play the body. And that, as far as coaching kids to to play the body, that's not – that's uh you can still do that without hitting you know it's still sound defensive advice to follow the body because the puck can move way faster than than the center mass of a person right right and you know that coincidental bump that you know happens when you're transitioning if it once the player with the puck makes a move that's still going to be legal but as far as like planting your feet and cleaning them out Probably not so much. Now, the emphasis here is for skill to be developed, right? Right. I mean, and that's a huge thing for USA Hockey was that's why they moved the checking age up to what is it now, midget? Yeah, uh, yes, that's what, like, seventh graders before you're hitting. Midget is? I thought it was, like, high school. Oh, age. yeah, no, that's Bantam is seventh yeah. grader. So, yeah, they're uh, either old eighth graders or freshmen before they're really hitting. Which is, I mean, could you imagine? I think if, that's dangerous. Right. So when, where's the diminishing returns coming? Like, when, at what point, you know, are you really going to be, like, just throwing these guys out in, in, into basically to the wolves? Because, you know, at high school age, at midget, you could be playing, uh, in high school, you could be playing, um, you know, someone who's almost 18 or is 18. Right. And you're 14 years old, never been hit. Right. And you're used to skating with your head down. Right. And instead of practicing against kids your own age, now a, almost a grown man right. has you, it's open season. Yeah, and I mean, think about like, and this might, this is probably going to be a little, it lends itself more to our next pod, but think about like the dickheads that you played with. Mm-hmm. Like senior guys who weren't that talented that would just clean out freshmen. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was that guy. Right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pass up those opportunities. Right. I, mean, I didn't go I mean, out on my way for it. But if it was there, I don't. I don't care if you're 14 and you, right. you're staring at the puck. You're done. Yeah. Even if you're on my own team, because really, like in my eyes, it's just toughening you up and, and at least realizing it to a point where you know I'm not going to completely kill you because we're in practice. But you know, there's your bell rung. You know, wake up, friend, right. because this happens in a game. That guy might not be so benevolent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and and I I think it just hitting is I, I feel that people 
like the new, the younger generations after having gone through the program where you can't hit so late and the emphasis has been completely on skill is that they don't realize what a talent how much skating ability and talent you need to be an effective body checker. Yeah. You miss a check, you've completely negated the entire reason that you threw that check in the beginning. Um, you might as well be shorthanded. Exactly, and that's the whole point of body checking is that you're taking a man out of the play for one one second, half a second. Mm-hmm. Um, if you stay standing, it's perfect, you know, because now now they're shorthanded for, you know, however long it takes for that guy to recover. So I, I feel that that is almost taking checking out of the game would be almost it would be a very big change to the rudimentary values of hockey or how the game is played at a very core level wouldn't you say yeah i i I agree and i think it was before you were officially catch chirp you would always Mm. talk about how hockey is a checking game and it's not necessarily the hitting part but it's just the body positioning right and if if you take away hitting, people are going to be afraid probably to position themselves certain ways because you might knock a guy over and get a penalty. So, I mean, I think it could even like make people timid to play good defense. Kind of like people probably don't play as hard in the secondary in football anymore because they call so much pass interference. I, I think it could really, I mean, you lose a lot of defensive integrity in the game. Yeah, and, and to your point, that whole the whole my whole stance on the NHL and hockey in general, it's always been a checking game. And when I say checking, I mean the actual definition of to like check a player, and that is just to impede his forward progress. Um, whether that's a, a stick check, whether that's a body check, whether that's proper positioning and, and funneling him out to the outside, those are all forms of checking. And if your team can check well as a unit. You know, it's super hard to beat. Not no no speed um, can beat that. I don't yeah. think so. So when people say, you know, my biggest pet peeve is like when people say like, uh, oh, the NHL is a speed league. No, the NHL is a checking league and always has been. The players are just getting smarter and faster. Right. That's all. Yeah, good angle will beat speed almost every time. Right, because it's you know this is a game that's played in a Thunderdome. You know, yeah. there's no out of bounds. You know, there's you're always gonna have to get the puck unless it goes up under the up over the uh, the glass. The play doesn't stop if you lose the puck and it and it trickles forward. And and if you give someone too much time when you do that, you're gonna get burned. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, I guess as far as how could, what could the league do? I mean. It could survive without checking, right? Like if they could, took body checking out of it, right? Yeah, uh, hockey could. Uh, excuse me, hockey could survive without checking. Uh, perfect example is women's hockey and uh, senior league. You know, we we've, we've had to change our game, and right. it's a lot less entertaining as a player, but yeah. the game is still viable. Um, and you know, it, it basically, I mean, it kind of be like soccer on ice. Right, um, and lacrosse is another sport that could probably survive without contact, but I just I, I don't. It would lose a lot of entertainment value. As right, well. and that that's the next thing I was going to get at is like what as a fan of hockey, you know, our our moral um, zealot aside, yeah. <laughs> as far as standing standing up for hitting, 
you know, um, <clears throat> as far as as a, from a fan standpoint, do you really want to go and nothing against like women's hockey? It's great, but do you want to go and see a game that is that doesn't have any hitting at all? I mean, the women still get in the corners and they they still, um, you know, angle people off and rub people out on the side of the, on the boards and stuff. <clears throat> I mean, where does where is the line drawn at the point where you're like, I don't really feel like paying three hundred dollars to go see an NHL game. Well, I think that's part of the reason they still attract fans is because they still, I mean, aside from people enjoying the skill, they right. they still do, at least they can still body people. Right. Um, but, uh, and even in our senior leagues, we are still able to, you know, yeah, use your body Yeah, depending on what position. ref shows up. Right. <laughs> um, but it's just, as beautiful of a game, as beautiful of a game as hockey is, I just I don't think a finesse game is gonna, especially in the North American market. I don't think all the headway that the NHL has made right. to get into the same conversation as the other major sports. Yeah, uh, I don't think they would lose all that if they took away hitting. Yeah, and I I think that it would really detract. I mean, you know, going to ho- watching hockey the first time live really hooked me and I've said that a bunch of times on this pod um, and I'd say it again to anybody in, to their face is that go see some live hockey it's amazing the atmosphere is great the game's beautiful but at the same time there's a roughness to the game there's a violence aspect that, that really <laughs> hooked me as well uh, you know and then the ability to fight is is another thing um, you know when it when it comes down to the injuries that these guys are taking I completely understand why they wouldn't want to do that and why they'd want to protect their assets, the league protecting their assets being the players. Mm-hmm. But at what time does overprotection ruin your product, right? right. Um, you know, I and a big I think one of the big arguments for taking hitting out of the game or, or these type of things other than uh, certain ex players have have developed problems and probably even more than we know. You know what I mean? Have right. had some sort of lower quality life because they've played at such a high level. You know, um, I just, you know, one of the things that you got to think about is where does the uh, where does the game go after that? I, I mean. I, I, lo- I lost my train of thought, but, <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, uh, w- with hockey, the, the concussions, I mean, they're, they're bad. I, I understand that. Um, but I mean, what do you say to people who are arguing that it would, it would clean up the game and make it a more skillful game because right now I, I look at the skill and I'm like these guys are dodging good hits. I feel like that the hitting rules in the NHL right now are are pretty damn close to being perfect as far as you know outlawing. I think they're going to get to a point where head contact's going to be blatantly illegal. Yeah, I think that's going to come, and rightfully so. But taking the body is still going to be one of the big things in the league. And this season kind of proves it because have you seen scoring some of these some of these scores I haven't seen since you know the early nineties. Yeah, like Florida. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I mean, what got uh, teams are getting blown out like eight one. So for all the people who are who are saying like, oh well, we want the, the big thing to draw in crowds was you know more scoring. Where you know I don't agree with that, and I'm sure you don't either. Right. But, oh, it's good for people who don't know the game, but right. once exciting. you get an appreciation for the game, you appreciate the defense. I mean, I, I can see on a very uh, non-sophisticated level where that approach would bring fans in. Right. But in terms of the long game uh, of developing... Long-term fans. Yeah. I don't think increasing scoring is... It, it's going to be uh, easy come, easy go, basically. Right. And, you know, the, I think that the skill level and how the tweaks that have been made in the rule book as far as, as hitting and whatnot have really cut down on on um, injuries and just the the fact that uh, that you know weird there that the 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 game isn't isn't like it used to be where you could just destroy people elbow to the face Scott Stevens someone to death like right. literally kill people yeah um, so I well I think like I said I think that the I think that the game where how they have hitting here. And then I'm, I feel that they're going to just outlaw completely head contact. I think that's a good move. But going back to, like, uh, if you were to give somebody a game, like one of their first games, like a, a, a new fan, and saw a really good high-scoring game and a fight. Yeah, I mean, that that's going to hook a lot of people. Right? Yeah. So, and a lot of the guys that have been having these CTE problems are ex-enforcers. Now I don't think that enforcers need to come back in a strong way, mm-hmm. but you know the old school guys, Chelios, um, you know Stevie Y, Fedorov, they all knew when in that era, like if you roughed up Chelios too much, you're gonna have to pay a price, man. Right. You know, um, Probert would would come over and kill somebody. Right. Yeah. So that was they didn't care about the fine. The yeah. money fine. They cared about not dying. Right. Well, um, you know, and I think if they can get more guys like Tom Wilson and Evander Kane in mm-hmm. the league, guys that can put up points, or Wayne Simmons, you yeah. know, tough guys that can also contribute, that can, you know, the that's like an, um, an evolution of the enforcer role because sure. you don't want to waste that fourth-line spot anymore. Right. But I think that's a way... To help, still kind of self police, sure, but not um, have that aspect of an '80s enforcer on the team, right? Where he's just literally can barely skate, just coming over like swinging his stick in the right. air. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. I, you get rid of hitting, people are going to get mad. You're going to get more stick penalties, absolutely. And I think I'd rather be punched in the face than a baseball swing from a hockey stick. Yeah, it's funny you say that because. Um, the ref that I was talking to, who's who's doing this, uh, who's been turned on to these rules, has said that you're just seeing a ton more stick plays. Mm-hmm. And there has been talk, and, and I don't have any data to back it up, but that concussions are... I, I, I think I earlier said that they they're down, and I don't know because we don't you know before this era there wasn't a lot of like oh he had a concussion he's fine get him out there the next game you know right you got like fifteen years of data I mean, right yeah I mean yeah not serious a lot. data yeah right so who knows what it was like but they are saying that the cheap shots well you know ex players that played in an earlier era 
are saying that the cheap shots are going to increase because of the lack of enforcers or lack of having to pay right. in a physical way. Yeah, because two minutes is nothing. Right. But if someone's going to knock your face in, well, you might think twice about sure. running, you know, backstrom from behind. Sure. Yeah, I mean, um, taking a guy, I mean, especially if you're a fourth-line plug, yeah. go make a name for yourself, take this guy out of a, you know, with a cheap shot, right. take like the that, suspension, whatever. Who was that guy out. who tried to fight Matthews in the preseason from the yeah. Senators, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and he had turned out, I mean, he's contributed. But sure. that's a no-name who tried to, like, fight with a star right? to get his name. I mean, I think the same thing, you know, that's... It's very possible that someone would do that just to make a name for themselves. Absolutely. And, I mean, anybody, everybody, I feel like, that follows hockey is understands that these young guys are, are trying to make a name for themselves. And, and you know, I haven't seen a junior game in a long time. Have you seen any junior hockey soon? Or other than your brother played? No, right? but, yeah. My, my brother played, well, it was, um, yeah. I mean, it was Tier 3. Those kids usually go play, like, D3 hockey. Okay. But I haven't seen that in... Uh, four or five years. Where did they fight? Mm, every now and then in that league, it uh, you just got you got thrown out for the game, no suspensions. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, the next level up is where it's more a part of the game. Right. Gotcha. Um, and I mean, if you can, some of these players have literally gone through juniors punching people in the face. Yeah. And been able to contribute as well, but teams will give an extra look at a guy who can manhandle somebody in a fight, you know. Right. It, it adds uh, a little caveat to your game. Um, much like, you know, how Jay Beagle just made some good money here in Vancouver because he was a, a great um, face-off man along with a steady penalty killer and just a really solid fourth-line anchor. Yeah. Um, and he actually came up through the cap system fighting. He, uh, when he was young, you know, he, he, he and Hershey and whatnot, he, uh, he, he basically was a productive fighter. He's a face-off and fight guy. Right, right. But then, you know, now he barely drops the gloves. Yeah. So it's great to see him have the ability to pivot out of just that role because he's such a hard worker and a better player than that. And, you know, I'm sure all Caps fans can agree with that. Yeah. Um, so that was great to see, but a lot of guys don't, you yeah. know, and they have a cup of coffee in the show, and then they're back down, punched a couple guys in the face, and that was it, right? All the fame they get is on podcasts and YouTube <laughs> clips. Right, exactly. So, you know, um, as far as, as concussions, I mean, what do you think is the best way to prevent it? You know, we've, we've covered that taking hitting out of the game is, is not the best way right. for everyone involved, we don't think. But I mean, what do you what do you think? Something crazy like taking helmets away, or <laughs> well, um, well, it's funny you say that because there <laughs> seems to be less injuries in rugby compared to football because they don't wear helmets, so they tackle smarter. Right. So I mean, that would, but you know, you can't do that because of the puck and the sticks and everything. Right. <laughs> but I've thought, um, uh, I, I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm I'm kind of a hockey nerd. No, I just okay. I think about things like this. Oh, okay. And yeah. I was thinking the other day, what if when someone did something illegal, especially something that led to a concussion, the crime is as long as the person's hurt. So Explain that. Say you 
throw a dirty shot and cause a guy to have a concussion, he misses three months. You don't play until he's healthy enough to play. Huh. So, you know, the punishment fits the crime. You know, is Right. And and that is a bit extreme, especially if something's a freak play. Right. But, I mean, that would be one way to keep the hitting in the game, but really encourage you to keep it clean. Wow. You know, I've never even thought of that. But, uh, you know, again, that's, that's an interesting take, actually. Um, like, he's out till the other guy can go in. Yeah. And, you know, that would eliminate people from sandbagging other people out. I mean, well, well. So, how about this? What if a star player somehow hits a bum? Right. You know. Yeah, Ovechkin hits a fourth liner for the Penguins. Right. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna keep scratching you." Yeah. Right. I get He's that, but at that, at that instance, maybe I mean, you send someone in from the NHL to evaluate to make right. sure there's you know no scheming like that. That is an interesting uh, take, though, and and, and it would kind of it would lend itself to how the policy is now on suspensions, and that's it. Did the guy get hurt? If the guy gets right. hurt, you're in more shit than you were, right? You know, uh, if he didn't, so that's definitely an interesting take. Um, personally, man, I don't, I don't know how do you how you reduce concussions, and I hate to say it, but I I almost it's not that I don't care, and I, I feel bad for these guys that get hurt and stuff, but the same time like they're making a lot of money they can set themselves up for life if you have a decent career in the nhl or at least catapult yourself into something good yeah um you know and and the thing that sucks is that you know i say that and i probably sound heartless but the thing that sucks is that with this with the the side effects that everybody's seeing with concussions you're you're getting like violent outbursts and and you know people slowly going insane which is right. no way to go out uh i'd rather die on the ice right <laughs> <laughs> so i it's a really tough situation it'll be interesting to see what the nhl actually does it's obvious that they're trying to do something um without <laughs> without making themselves liable especially right. with this with the concussion thing you know because yeah. um, you know as we covered it in and episodes back is that that class they they settled uh they settled what could would have been a class action suit and just kind of gave everyone less than 100k right um which is like 100 something people and those people were probably the guys who didn't make much money in hockey anyway right it's not like Sidney crosby's wife got 100k it was like john scott's wife got 100k kind of thing you know right the guys who the people who probably needed funding to help for how this has affected them got screwed. Sure. Sure. I mean, they, they didn't, yeah, with that less than 100K, they, they didn't get much. I mean, you know, the hospital bills and therapy and things like that, because going to see a neurosurgeon is probably pretty, <laughs> yeah, or a neurologist even is yeah, probably pretty expensive. Your spouse, that, that becomes their full-time job. They can't. Right. They can't have a career because they got to make sure you're at your appointments and everything. I mean, I'm sure the bills add up fast. Sure, no doubt. So you know, there's there's that. I and I love the game. How it, I like how the game has progressed. I think that sometimes it's a little soft, but overall, I mean the 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 proofs in the pudding, right? I mean the the NHL is in a in a super healthy spot right now. Yeah, lots of good things going on, and um, you know. It's just a, a tough situation, and, and like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it shakes out. But um, 
I mean, anything else? You got anything else to add to this? Well, I can. Well, one thing I wanted to add from my personal standpoint is, I can tell since I've quit playing college hockey and I had to just play beer league. Uh huh. It honestly has negative effect negatively affected me because playing contact hockey gave me a safe outlet for my anger. Like honestly, it, no, I'm I'm serious. I've noticed in my personal life, yeah. Like I I have a shorter temper because I don't get to just bury people anymore. <laughs> and I think that contributes to the argument that there'll be more stick penalties and cheap shots. Right. Because if you can't legally get it out, Right. It's just going to boil up, and it's going to be like that thing where you hold it in for three months, and then in an argument, you you bring something up from the past. It's the same kind of situation <laughs> right. if you don't get it out. Right. And I, I, I guess that just um, is another citation in my argument that right. it'll lead to more, more stick, more, more cheap shots and, and stick penalties and yeah. obstruction stuff. And that, yeah, just, you know, from my personal experience, I, I, I can see some truth in it. Right, so this is kind of like a confession if if your like wife ends up dead or something. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, maybe not that bad, but you know, you weren't. You know, I mean, like I might get I'll mad at her and you. headbutt my door frame or something. You know, <laughs> never hit her, but I might hurt myself off of my house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, it, so just so all the viewers know, that was a joke. Obviously, it was, Polly, it was a joke. Polly is a very. He's a I, cupcake. I love my wife, and <laughs> I treat her very well. Uh, yeah, maybe we should get her on here and, and ask her that. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably just say stuff to make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, if if that's it, hopefully this was kind of um, more of like a lighter shoot the shit type pod for you guys out there. Um, you know, in fact, this is actually. Polly Cupcake's first podcast that we're uh, we're recording, so you guys get the get the virgin blood here. Yeah. Um, so if I'm if I'm good, and then you hear this, you'll you'll know why. <laughs> um. So yeah, you did a great job, man. Um, <laughs> until next time, it's Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.